Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie today, just filling in. And we have the one and only the mayor of Enfield, North Carolina, Mondell Robinson joining us once again. Mayor, always, always a pleasure to be with us. Um, because I love your insight, I love your commentary. I, I just love it. And you're a, a classy guy with well, a lot of nice things to say and a lot of poignant things to say. So I want to start with this one because I know that you'll want to weigh in. It is really explosive here, Mayor. Louisiana cops used a warehouse to beat and torture people. Louisiana police beat and illegally strip search people inside a torture warehouse, according to a lawsuit. The latest allegations against the Baton Rouge Police Department were detailed in a lawsuit filed Monday by Turnell Brown, a 47-year-old grandmother who said she was taken to a torture warehouse after officers making a traffic stop found bottles of legal prescription medication in her car. You see the site there, what went on? Brown says in the lawsuit officers pulled her over June 10th, searched her car without her consent or a search warrant. And during the search, the officers found Brown's prescription medication, which she told them she had a prescription for, the lawsuit says. Now, the officers incorrectly told Brown that it is illegal for her to have different prescription pills in the same bottle, and then took her to the so-called Brave Cave, the document states, the insider with details there. Now, according to the lawsuit, the Brave Cave is a Baton Rouge Police Department warehouse that the Department Street Crimes Unit has adopted as their home base over the past several years. The facility is not a jail and has no correctional staff. Again, insider with details. She was forced to show officers that she was not hiding contraband in her vagina or rectum. Baton Rouge woman's complaint stated, after more than two hours, they let her go without charges. Brown's lawsuit, which also named the city, the parish of Baton Rouge and several officers as defendants, was filed a month after another resident, Jeremy Lee, filed a lawsuit alleging that in January he was taken to the brave cave and beaten by officers. NBC News 4 with that part. There's a history of beatings at this brave cave. So let's run through it. Baton Rouge police arrested Jeremy Lee January 9th without reasonable suspicion. The lawsuit says during Lee's arrest, one officer threatened to beat the living crap out of him and argued with bystanders who tried to intervene, the complaint alleges. Now the officers took Lee to the same torture warehouse where Mr. Brown Mrs. Brown rather was sexually humiliated rather than taking him to jail where they repeatedly punched and kicked him. The officers then tried to take Lee to the East Baton Rouge Parish prison, visible injuries where officers turned him away and said he needed to be taken to the hospital according to the complaint. One of the officers involved in Lee's arrest resigned shortly after, but none of the involved officers were ever disciplined by the police department according to the complaint insider. And Mayor, I want to take it with that last sentence in the reporting. None of them were ever disciplined by the police. It's as if it's referencing internally. I What I just chronicled there, Mayor, it, it requires a almost international intervention here, torture. Uh, Mysterious sight, 
sexual violation. Unpack it for us. Yeah, I mean, the the reason there's no there's been no discipline for it is simple. In the eyes of police and in America, no laws have been broken. You just beat a few Negroes across the head, right? We live in a country where when you are in cities that are 53% black, like Baton Rouge is, you can do this. You can have black sites. When you wanna when you wanna paint black people as other and sexually assault them, sexually assault that woman in this manner with government dollars. Then it's absolutely legal. This is not the first black site we've heard of. Like like America didn't just go through this with during the war with other people's citizens. We found out in Chicago they had a black site where they were beating and killing sometimes black and brown people. Now it's happening in Baton Rouge. We have to understand that policing is not working. And until we're honest with that, well, let me correct myself. Policing is working just as they planned it to work. It's just not working for black and brown people, especially black people. This would not happen to any other people anywhere else in this country except for black communities. The sad part, the sad part about it is it's 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 when people say, oh, it's just a few bad apples. A few bad apples running an entire facility, a few bad apples. A few bad apples saw this man come in beaten and bruised so bad that they said, we can't take him here. He needs to go to a hospital, but nobody reported that and no follow up, no investigation was done. Please, this is not a few bad apples, this is institutional and it's not just Baton Rouge. In this case it is, but it's, just, it's policing in this entire country. It is, uh, the orchard is rotten. The entire orchard has gotta be burned down, it's just not working. And it seems that this pandemic is never ending. This brutality of black people is never ending. It's a pandemic. And so while we'll talk about some other things that the feds are doing today, I, when do we in our bodies and our blood that spills get the respect that a pandemic that is killing us, maiming us, deserves? What, what should the response be? To finally bring this to a conclusion here, because it seems that we expect it. And I don't put it on us because as black and brown people, we're certainly calling it out, but we certainly expect it. We teach our children to expect this and try to bob and weave and stay alive. But it's kind of a as run story, even though we have horrific details time and time again. Yeah, I, I think, and, and and this is what I mean. <clears throat> if you saw Cori Bush's testimony a couple of days ago on the Judiciary Committee, we saw her grilling Garland about like, listen, while the world want to play politics and put all the attention on Hunter Biden and everything else going on, let's talk about what's really happening with the Justice Department, how we are prosecuting more lower level black and brown crimes while we're letting corporate criminals walk free. We're prosecuting less and less white collar crimes. And I think, I think when we talk about this, when we see that even at the federal level, while while most of the attention is on Trump and another case, Hunter Biden, but most of the charges, most of those people who are being charged are black people, and there's no national cry to address the racial biases that that exist in the Department of Justice at with the state's attorneys, right? These attorneys across this country, and I think I, I honestly believe to my heart. That until we are laser focused on eradicating policing as we know it right now, we can't deal. We can't deal with this wholeheartedly or fully. I cannot honestly tell black people to call the police if you're scared. Call the police 
if you want to be scared, if you want to yeah. be frightened, if you want to be hurt in the black community, then that's what you should do. We saw a 13 year old kid this year get shot for calling trying to protect his mom. His mom boyfriend was beating him. I can tell you so many instances where you should not have been damned, but just because you were black, you were by the police who are who supposedly are supposed to be protecting and serving you. And we've never seen it in this country. I couldn't agree with you more. We've been indoctrinated too. And what you just said was emphatic. It made perfect sense. And I would only call for bold declarative sentences when we talk about the history of policing. It was not born to protect people who look like me. It was the opposite. It was to catch us, to kill us, and to harm us. And that is systemically playing out today. So we've been indoctrinated to soft pedal it so many times. Men in positions of power, women educated such as yourself, we all have a right to speak about it. But I would challenge us to collectively tell the unadulterated truth. Just speak the truth. Is it possible, Mayor? Yeah, it would be if, if it wasn't so much money in policing, right? We know that. Like, if we're talking about the origin of policing in this country, then we're obligated to go back to slavery. I know people don't want to hear that, but take my state for instance. North Carolina had zero, zero, zero prisons when slavery ended. But as soon as they eradicated slavery and in the Constitution, right after Reconstruction, they said prisons were mandatory. And the state has 600 prisons now, or 600 jails in prison. Think about that. How you go from nothing to that many places to lock people up? The crime became black, we know that. They created black codes to lock people up and we can act as if that was a long time ago. But my grandmother was living during that. My dad's mother was alive during this period. So I'm telling people we can pretend all we need to, to be comfortable with ourselves. Policing in this country is not working and we know that because we got more police, they got bigger budgets, they got bigger weapons, more guns, more tanks and crime is going through the roof. Right, This idea, we, we need to be honest that poverty is the biggest driver for crime. And if we really wanna fight crime, if we want a war on crime, then we have a war on poverty that we actually are fighting in a way that empowers people to alleviate themselves from spaces that big corporations put them in. Meaning they gotta work two and three jobs, still not be able to pay their bills. That's how we eliminate crime. It just is so disheartening, it's so disheartening to see this kind of situation in Louisiana and all the sister neighboring states, jurisdictions, parishes, whatever. To see that this goes on and the fact that this woman is telling a story. Remember, no charges. They didn't try to take her to the jail afterwards. Look what she says was done to her and I believe it. It's so brazen and so rich. It's not something that is done quietly. What don't we know? I'll give you the last word. I mean, that was the question right there. What don't we know? I mean, if if this, we saw that there, there's body camera footage of them with this young man in there. Why do you have this young man in a position where you need to question him, where, where there are no officers to watch over him? There's no checks and balance in that building. This is absolutely disgusting. This is this is a this is terrorism. Terrorism, and we need to we need to re, we need to revisit what Malcolm X said. We need to stop talking about civil rights violations and talk about human rights violations, and take America and our institutions to the United Nations and make them be held accountable there, as they do African nations when there are strong men in power over there violating people's human rights.
Wow. Well, uh, it's a story that we've got to keep an eye on. Uh, I don't understand why someone would be allowed to, well, I do understand why someone would be allowed to resign and no one's been held criminally liable or investigated. Where does that stand? That this woman, a victim, has to file a civil lawsuit. What about the public? There's a gang on the loose and they're in danger. So it is a story that Indisputable will continue to follow. Kendrick Johnson's parents have filed a new $1 billion lawsuit. You see what has to be done to try to get justice in this country when you look a certain way. Parents of Kendrick Johnson, a South Georgia teenager who died 10 years ago after his body was found wrapped in a wrestling gym mat at his high school, are now suing the state investigation bureau and their county sheriff's office for doing it to fight back. At the long held claim that their son's death was a freak accident. The suit was specifically filed against the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office to dispute the conclusions about the death of Kendrick Johnson. The death initially ruled an accident, but a third autopsy proves otherwise. Johnson was found dead in January 2013 at his high school in Vadasta by his classmates. His body was discovered facing downward. In an upright rolled up gym mat in the back of the school's gym. A state investigation into Johnson's death initially revealed that he had died from asphyxia and a black star there. After three autopsies were performed, findings showed that he died from non-accidental blunt force trauma. Investigators maintain, I mean, this is just horrific. His death was accidental and believed that he suffocated after he reached into the upright mat to retrieve a pair of shoes that fell inside and got trapped. However, Johnson's parents never bought that story. Kenneth and Jacqueline Johnson maintained the belief that someone killed their son and got away with murder while law enforcement covered up the crime. They say evidence from the third autopsy report is inconsistent. It is inconsistent with the findings from this investigation. Johnson suffered bruises to his face and upper torso as well as lacerations on his ear, lip, knuckles and arm. That's according to the suit. They don't believe a gym mat could have caused such bruising. They said photos taken of Johnson's body show injuries that might have been caused by something like a taser or a stun gun. Lena Blackstar again with these horrific 10 year old details. They killed the wrong child, but they got the right parents because we are going to the federal suit filed. It alleges the GBI, the county sheriff's office deprived Johnson of rights, conspired to intervene with his civil rights in the investigation following his death. Johnson's parents claim County Sheriff and GBI conspired to make false writings in each of its official documents that misrepresent material facts and present an invented narrative and erroneous cause of death for their son. Law enforcement released statements reporting there was no trauma or major bruising to Johnson's body. Authorities who initially responded to the scene where Johnson was found dead reported they discovered no evidence of blunt force trauma 
or foul play. The Johnsons did file a $100 million wrongful death lawsuit a few years back against two sons of an FBI agent who they believed killed Kendrick. They ended up dropping the lawsuit and federal investigators debunked that claim. This is um, horrific. And I, I wanna start with what we knew 10 years ago and what seems like just a brick wall, Mayor, that these parents where I just wanna pray and comfort them. I cannot imagine losing your child and then everybody thumbing their nose at you. Listen, we, we our entire community share, you know that. <clears throat> knew the story was lies. We knew this was not an accidental freak <clears throat> death. We knew foul play was in place when they said this kid was wrapped up in a, in a mat upside down trying to look for his sneakers. And I'm thinking to myself, I've been in plenty gyms. I've been on plenty uh, gym mats and it's, it was impossible to, to believe what they were saying about this young man. And I think uh, the torture that this family is going through and this, I, the language is so disgusting to me that Atlanta Black Star chose to use when they said federal agents debunked this story. You're talking okay. in a manner that is consistent with what with what the, the narrative needs to be. I heard it to too. Status quo. We, we can say whatever we want to. I We know the power of federal agents, GBI, SBI in North Carolina and other people to ensure that our stories always look like a 14 year old killed and drugged two white women double the weight size of him and raped him while he was doing it so he could get the death penalty. We know these stories, they're always something crazy and outlandish, but the media, the status quo runs with them so they become mm -hmm. fat. They become fat. Emmett Till did something to deserve what happened to him, etc. The boys in the boys in the Scottsdale boys in Arkansas. I can go on and on with a list of black men that have suffered this way. And I think, and I think the idea that the only way we get justice is with money, people will start to believe that, oh, black people are in it for money. There's not a dollar amount this family would not give up to get their son back. But what they're saying is, since you won't do it to them criminally, I'm gonna do it in a way, the only way I can get justice for my child. So when they say you killed the wrong child, but got the right family, they're saying we are seeking justice, even in spite of the system trying to prevent us to get there. I would never give up. And by the way, they put up $500,000 of their own money Anybody who knows anything that can help prove this was no accident. When law enforcement is working against you, the victims, what are you to do? Except the only recourse that's left in America still may not work. And you're so right about the media. I try to fight the good fight from the inside. Any police report that comes across the desk, they print it. They just print it as if we haven't done story after story. Police lie, and it's not a one-off. And I don't hate police because I said that. I'm telling the truth. Police lie, people who've never had an encounter, never have anything on their record, and suddenly they're going for an officer's gun. Everyone's doing this, everyone's obstructing, everyone's hitting police. And by the way, people who have had things on their records, they're being lied on, not very hard. For certain people to get things on their record. I, I feel for this family. I can barely look at that picture. The details are like, you know, a magic bullet here.
okay? They don't add up. And yet parents and some of us who question this in the community are being looked at like we're radicalized in some way. I mean, they killed Ahmaud Arbery and we're the same GBI. Ugh. Not gonna investigate those guys until we start making noise. Lots and lots of steady and constant noise. They literally interviewed him and let him go. We see so many times people that do harm to black people, black communities, walk free until the world is screaming about it. And we should be screaming about Mr. Johnson's young life being snatched from him and his family. That is, I remember this story. Young kid, 20, 2013, yeah, this is absolutely disgusting. And, and we should definitely all be uh, terrified that one day it could be one of ours, one of ours. Yeah. And we're sitting silent right now while it's happening to this family. Stop calling it justice, by the way. You're right to bring up that Ahmaud Arbery. They knew about the video early on too. They knew about the video early on. So it's another one. Like the parents won't let it go, neither will we. That's our duty, our obligation to a young man who should be here. He should be with his family and a productive member of our society. Should have never happened. Much more to come on Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed alongside Mayor Mondale Robinson, one of our favorites, fighting the good fight in Enfield, North Carolina. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and I feel smarter already. Anytime he's the guest co host, we're all smarter for it, okay? Mayor Mondale Robinson, Enfield, North Carolina, joins us again. Um, you really deserve a break on Fridays, Mayor, because I know you work so hard. You're fighting the good fight, um, but we love having you. Thank you. Uh, let's, uh, sure, let's talk about justice. <laughs> Jenk has written a masterful book here, Justice is coming, progressive manifesto is available now, wherever books and audio books are sold. The battle plan, it really is, for progressives is here. Get your copy of Justice is Coming at tyt.com slash justice or at your local bookstore. Members also get access to a limited restock of signed copies of Justice is Coming. For existing members, the link to purchase was posted to the YouTube community on tyt.com under announcements or on discourse and sent out via email. So it's a masterful read. I know he likes to talk about it. He's had several discussions about what's in it and I'm sure there'll be more to come. But he's done it again and it really is flying off store shelves. So we, we want you to get your copy and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, TYT member Biden flavor Compop. <laughs> about the cop torture site. Yes, this is America, and apparently we need to notify the UN about what's going on down in Louisiana because it's exactly what it says, torture site. Here is the statement, yet another USA torture chamber discovered. They continue the old European traditions of torture since the Roman Empire onto black people. That's not rhetoric, not hyperbole, it is what it is. We just reported. Kendrick Johnson, 10714, Emmett Till over and over again. You made the point, Mayor. And the narrative has to change here. Media, do your job. Do your job. Investigate. Report details, not what you're given, not what you're told and handed by law enforcement. Couldn't agree more. YouTube now, 
about that cop torture site. Shiva Mahadev, give them military gear and they will seek the people as enemy combatants. That's what's going on. I want to thank the Jack. Only the appearance is what's professionalized in law enforcement too often. And one more for you, Regan Baborim. Thank you, by the way. USA is an apartheid country. Mm. I don't know how we can lead, Mayor. I don't know how we can lead when we're doing so much, when we have so much of this going on and it's systemic. It's not a pocket, it's systemic. I just don't know how we're supposed to lead. I'll let you button it and then we'll get to the next. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, we we are the only nation in this world that that imprisons its citizens at the rate that we do. China has almost two billion people and less prisoners than we do. Mm-hmm. Africa has 54 countries and less prisoners than we do. We have a problem, and that problem is money in prisons and how we see black and brown bodies. While we are 13% of the population, we are nearly 50% of the prison population by design. And until we fix it, until we take the money out of politics, until we address policing, over policing for our communities, we'll be dealing with these same problems. Wow, People's Republic of China. There's some people campaigning about how to control and beat China back. Let's start in our backyard, folks. Start in our backyard. I got my twin notes. I'm sorry. I'm tired of waiting. I'll have to come back behind the counter and come back. You got what? To what? You got what? To what? You got what? To what? What you got? I don't know the address, man. What you got? Entitled and privileged, yelling, climbing behind the counter, grubby paws stealing McNuggets, fresh out of the basket, taking a fistful of Mc. Nuggets and then assaulting someone with those same McNuggets. This is beyond privilege, Mayor, yet no one tased him. And he walked away. He didn't die. He literally assaulted someone with a chicken nugget. First of all, what is the crime for contaminating people's food in public? Because that's what that's what happened. Just like I, I don't understand why McDonald's ain't finding out who this person is and filing suit. This is absolute disgusting behavior, privilege beyond privilege. I've got my 20 chicken nuggets. McDonald's usually fix food in order, which means somebody else had chicken nuggets before you contaminated them. But it doesn't matter to him with his shirt that says run and, and rampant, these gun t-shirts with American flags and nothing about these people are patriotic at all. The ideas that are that are expounded upon in the Constitution, what this country was founded on, the idea of what America could be does not exist in the people who scream patriotism the loudest at all. Sloppy ignorance, 
And I think you're right. Why don't we know his name? There should be flyers and billboards with this McNugget thief plastered throughout the country if we need it to be. With a Golden Arches logo and a reward, a reward. Because this is a metaphor for so much more, okay? He was such in a hurry to violate people and to spread contamination. I know his hands weren't clean. And that's an afterthought, it's beside the point. But I know his hands were dirty, okay? And he did this anyway. Then he threw him away, probably ate a fistful when he walked out briefly. It's disgusting. And nobody stopped him, no one intervened. I don't even know if the police were called mayor. I want to caution you, you're a law abiding citizen. Don't you try this mayor, it will not work out well for you. Yeah, not at all, I'll probably, you'll probably be attending my funeral if that happens. Unfortunately, right? But I mean, in in this case, we know it to be true because I'm a black male. And for some black men in this country, the leading cause of death is police officer. If you're between the ages of 16 and 34, unfortunately that happens to be the case. Listen, here's, this, this behavior is not, we cannot divorce this behavior from our politics. Donald Trump said he had the right because he's a star to grab women by their private parts. He said it a long time ago in a video, didn't deny it on a on, on the campaign trail in 2016, and then just confirmed it again in 2023. That said it's just the way it is. It's been that way, as he said, a hundred million years. It's never been the way that you could touch people physically harm people without their permission. But in Donald Trump's world, in this man's world, they can do whatever they want to with their hands because they're white man hands. And the world was built for them at at the cost of everybody else. And we should know that. And the sooner we do, the better off we will be. That's their philosophy. The bar is so low too. So many people who would want to tell us if they did find out who it is. Well, I mean, it's just a few nuggets, not the crime. Now you're looking down on people in the service industry, you're assaulting people. It's filthy. It's filthy and disgusting. And you're right. And a lot of this is born in I don't mean to stereotype, but some of these prep schools that somebody went to, and we still don't know his grades, but he had the right racist father with money who sent him away. And he became president. Look at the damage. Look at the damage. I don't really care what's behind your name, Democrat, Republican, whatever. I really don't care. You got to call it what it is. This is a metaphor or more. Wow. McDonald's sanitize the basket. And everywhere he's been. Disturbing video shows a racist threatening his neighbor again and again and again. Oregon woman, New Brittany Smith and her mother Tasha are trying to relocate after a white man repeatedly threatened their lives, coming to their suburban Portland apartment and pantomiming a stabbing gesture. Various incidents have been captured by the ring camera right outside their front door on a mission. The deranged man wearing drooping black shorts keeps walking up to the door, waving a small knife in his hands. Most of the videos, he whispers profanities before he leaves. One clip, he says he wants the woman to be whipped. Another one, he utters something about slavery. Again, the targeting, so let's play it.
bottom edge. And how to get murdered. Call the cops, bitch. Like that. Okay? So here's the thing. At the urging of the people in her comments, this daughter started a GoFundMe and hoped that her mother could raise enough money to move from the Landys at Morrison Apartments. On the crowdfunding page, which has a goal of $5,500 to help them relocate it, she disclosed that she and her mother moved in June 2nd, and have faced ongoing harassment from the man since June 29th. Let a black star with the details. They're just trying to live, mom and daughter. The individual struggling with mental health and has been coming down to my unit making death threats, racial slurs, and rape threats. Every time he comes down, he's either holding a knife or beating on your door, she wrote. Property management is aware of the situation and appears not to be concerned in our health or safety. She also mentioned the local police have been notified, but nothing is being done to help them. Project response has been notified and are willing to assist him seek mental health treatment, but only if he agrees to go. She continued explaining the complexity of the laws in her situation. Days after her video went viral and several TikTok influencers spread the news about the man and his actions, she posted an update. I contacted the crisis hotline for mental health, she wrote in a reply. After telling them everything, they're placing a commitment hold for him at the hospital. So, mayor, the police were called, the apartment complex. I don't know, it appears there's a mental health situation there. But I don't know that, neither do you. I see a man with a knife threatening. One point said, I'll rape you and your daughter, I believe. That's what I heard this morning, okay? Nothing is being done, nothing. What do we make of this? Influencers on TikTok have to now get black people justice? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the American way, right? It wasn't until uh, against Martin Luther King's will that John Lewis and the other young folks say, nope, we're still gonna march across Edmund Pettus Bridge. And while it wasn't the thousands we saw in the in the end march, the first march was 20 or 30 or so people who were beaten on live TV, all that blood on Bloody Sunday is when America said, "Oh my God, it was the influencers then that had made it happen. So I think we've never had a system, an institutionalized way to ensure that black people, black women in this case, don't suffer at the hands of racism and sexism and misogynoir. I think this idea is absolutely disgusting to me. Disgusting that we have to deal with this. And I'll say one more thing, this, this, this idea, think about what we were just talking about in the last block. Mm. Emmett Till, so many other black men are gone just for lies about what happened to white women. Mm. These black women have video footage of them being harassed mm -hmm. in this manner for real. And nobody thinks it's important at all. Because of who they are, okay? But you be delivering one of those bad pizzas that used to have the slogan about 30 minutes or something, and it'll get to you. You you try being a black or brown person delivering those and somebody, or you try being Elijah McCain. Remember that? 
didn't do a thing, was minding his own business and walking home. And next thing you know, he shot up with a drug, abducted because someone said, eh, suspicious black guy. But this white man, no shirt on, saying what he's gonna do in the most vile terms, threatening their lives, their peace. Can't you climb over and go in your place through the balcony? It's like they're saying that. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, this, this, this idea is what makes me boil when I hear people talk about racism or you weren't a slave. I, I tell people all the time, you, if you believe, if you believe in your soul that slavery is the only thing black people are owed reparations for, then you are the most dangerous racist I know. That idea that we are not, that we're playing baseball on an equal field is unbelievable. When all the institutions in this country are stacked against us. You wanna know why black women are abused more? Look at this, they've called the police, they've called their landlord. They would kill a black boy in Florida for playing his music too loud in his truck, in his truck. But they will let this happen to black women. Don't forget they also killed Breonna Taylor in her bed, sleep. And who's really paid for that? You know, Mayor, and I shouldn't say this because you, you've got a lot of work that you're doing in Enfield, North Carolina. And I know that you are a proud member of that community. But every time you, you come on and you drop science, I, I listen and I watch and I think, I need you national. I need you on the floor in Congress or maybe at another address down the way. Because we need people who will speak truth to power. And I just, it's what you do. So I hate to put you on the spot like that, but I just, I couldn't help it. I get lost sometimes. I'm just watching and listening. And I say, can't we have someone like this who is just going to tell the truth? You got elected. I know it can happen. I know it can happen bigger and better. I know. But I appreciate you, Mayor. Don't Thank say you. anything I've, I've now. I've now said I want you to go to higher office and I really shouldn't have done that. Much more indisputable with the one and only the Honorable Mayor Mondale Robinson, Enfield, North Carolina. We do adore you, um, Sharon Reed. And for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, we're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable, I'm Sharon Reed. And for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, Mayor Mondale Robinson, Enfield, North Carolina joins us as special guest co-host today. Let's get to some more viewer comments. It's been a heck of a show and the mayor imparting some wisdom and a lot of you reacting to it. TYT member Biden flavor compa, once again, about that racist neighbor. Mental illness is real, white privilege is real. I think it's true, it's a hybrid, what we saw with that that neighbor threatening mother and daughter, these black women in their apartment complex, it was a hybrid both. Sinaj714, I'm an elderly white woman in Southeast Florida. The only kind, caring neighbors I have are people of color. They say hi, if I'm carrying groceries, they offer to help. I stay far, far away from the white privilege stuck up folks. It's so easy to discern. Well, it's sad and I'm glad you have people helping you there. And I'm glad that you're speaking the truth of your experience because it's gotta hurt. But at least there's people who care about you and you're recognizing that. YouTube now, Start and Park Racing has this to say, 
about the racist neighborhood. I didn't think of this. His dad must be a cop. Mm. Wow. Wow. You might, we have no evidence. But why else would no one be coming to, I mean, you're, you're in the act, you're on camera, you're uttering threats, we hear them. No one's helping. The Jack, thank you very much for that membership there. Diversity, equity, inclusion jobs held mostly by non people of color. I'm beginning to think that this is a spoof and someone's gonna come out and finally tell me that this is all a game show, but it's not. Even though diversity, equity, and inclusion jobs increased by 55% following the murder of George Floyd, May 2020, recent study has shown that the vast majority of them have dried up across the country. DEI layoffs have been fast and unrelenting. Study conducted by LinkedIn showed that chief diversity and inclusion officer positions expanded by 168.9% from 2019 to 2022. A lot must have been necessary. Companies like X, Twitter, Amazon, Applebee's have experienced significant layoffs since July 2022, according to New York based data company. Revelio Labs, different survey revealed black employees account for only 3.8% of chief diversity officers in all, while white people make up 71, 76 rather, 0.1% of the positions. Do you understand why I feel like this is a clown show? Did you even the diversity, equity, inclusion? This is why I'm thinking that this is one of those MTV or Bravo bad game shows where someone's going to pop out and scare me. And I don't like that, but I wish they would, Mayor. I can't even get through the rest of it. 76% are white people. You gotta go, you take it. Listen, I've been screaming about DEI programs being not for people who are interested in diversity, equity, inclusion, and now I know why. It is written by the same people that we have a problem with. This is what happened. I've been in white organizations where the 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 so-called progressive ED was the most progressive person in the space. And when I challenged him on what he thought was good policies for black people, mm-hmm. it made him uncomfortable and me and him were in friction. But I'm telling you, you, you can't teach me about my people in this manner. I'm I'm telling you what you're doing is problematic. And DEI is so problematic and now 76% of these are being held by people that are you're supposedly trying to include and I know why. This is this is in line with this long myth about what what this entire DNI is nothing but the grandchild of affirmative action. And we know where this we know who benefited from affirmative action. This is absolutely, absolutely on par for the course. I got to tell you, well, I'll I'll go through a little bit more of this, but it's just so disheartening. But it's so clear, it's so obvious. Revelio Labs senior economist Ray Hanias stated that calls for equity in the workplace back in 2020 were promising, but never taken seriously. She stated, "I always say it is so easy to make public statements and commitments because no one will eventually check if you're committed to the things that you committed to." She explained, "I can say I will be." fully vegan by 2025 because no one will ever call me in 2025 and ask me if I'm actually fully vegan. It's interesting, the root with her statements makes perfect sense to me. And that's really what is going on here. 
2020, a lot of companies made big commitments, big statements around the DEI roles and goals. And as we are observing, turning up that tide, I think it's very timely that we actually look into companies to see if they've kept up with those big statements they made. The fact that the Supreme Court banned affirmative action in college admissions has only exacerbated the problem. Following the affirmative action ruling, your four diversity, equity, inclusion officers in Hollywood were fired the very next day. Well, that must have been just a little bit of a coincidence that they were all fired the next day. I'm sure it was just a coinky dink. And you know, Mayor, even when people think they're being so progressive and reaching out, my High school, one of my closest friends became the president of Temple University, the first black person to lead Temple in I think 130 years. He barely unpacked his clothes before ridiculous things started happening. I know this man, so I can speak the truth. Excellent character, a real one, excellent, excellent pedigree. Stanford, Harvard, Columbia, <laughs> what didn't he achieve? And suddenly he gets to this dream pinnacle job and he's just not qualified anymore. And what made me even angrier than the disrespect shown this man who could have been a wonderful leader to this college in need was as I recently read an article, the all white board, and I think the chairman, he says, I think next time we're gonna have to go with somebody who's been a college president before. Now, did you hear that part? I think next time we're gonna have to go with someone who's been a college president before. Boy, that does cut down the applicant pool, doesn't it? Doesn't even realize how racist and ignorant that statement. You have greatly offended me. When I read that, I had to close the computer and take a deep breath. I was furious, I was furious. But that's what is done all the time, your turn, Mayor. Yeah, I mean, you're spot on with your analogy. I can't, it's that code language, right? It's not, we can't hire black people anymore. It's we can't hire people who ain't never done this before, ain't never done this before. It's the double language, right? It's the same language to say you can't vote if your granddaddy didn't own land. Oh, By the way, my granddad was a slave, so you know he didn't own land, right? We know what you're saying, and it ain't even dog whistles anymore, it's bullhorns. And the tragedy, the tragedy of this story is we've known since the 80s, study after study, that white women were benefiting more than any anybody else from affirmative action, right? Six million women, majority of them, are overwhelming majority of them in 1986. Listen to that, had jobs that they would not have had if it wasn't from affirmative action. Affirmative action made white women eligible for jobs that they weren't even considered for or had to be considered for. They weren't out here hiring us. They were hiring white people, white women specifically as minorities. So this idea that you are this, but this shows you how far they're willing to go to ensure that we don't get anything. Like we will starve some of our own to prove to you all. Look how many people have been a half of a half of million people have been kicked off Medicaid, wrongly kicked off Medicaid because of something that happened during COVID and these laws, they let lapse and people ain't even talking about it. We got we got Republicans at Donald Trump rallies talking about they need Donald Trump to get back in office so they can get their Medicaid because they ain't got Medicaid. You shouldn't be at Donald Trump rally, you should be at the Social Security office. Mm -hmm. But this dumbness 
This idea that we can play like this is so dangerous and our democracy is falling apart at the whim because we are not doing anything serious about it. We're playing in plain sight, we're playing out loud. So what you're really saying is those four diversity, equity, inclusion women in Hollywood weren't fired just coincidentally on the same day Hmm. by design, by design. design. Much more indisputable. When we come back, I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Black US bobsledder sues the team doctor for abuse. US bobsledder Asia Evans, who won a bronze medal at the 2014 Winter Olympics, has filed a lawsuit alleging she was sexually assaulted by a team doctor for a decade. That's according to multiple reports Thursday. Evans filed the lawsuit near the Lake Placid facility where she and other athletes trained for global competitions. Evans filed the lawsuit against chiropractor Jonathan Wilheim, his pro chiropractic clinic, the US Olympic and Paralympic Committee, and the USA Bobsled and Skeleton Federation. Wilheim strongly rejected the allegations with his lawyer calling them unfounded claims. His work with the USA Bobsled and Skeleton Federation since the 2012 World Cup, according to the lawsuit, continues to treat Olympic athletes. Evans said she first met Wilhelm in 2012 for a hip injury and was asked inappropriate questions about her personal life and touched in her genital area in a manner that made her recoil. She said coaches and medical staff disregarded her complaints and when she spoke to teammates, they agreed. Wilhelm would regardless of the injury go for the adductor, a muscle collection in the pelvic area. AFP with the details there. Evans said the concerns about Wilhelm's behavior became so great that in 2016, she and her teammates pooled their money to fly in a different medical provider during training sessions. I didn't feel like the USA bobsled team was taking what I was saying seriously. And it was becoming a distraction for me and my performance, Evans told ESPN. And so felt like what was within my control was doing this with my teammates and just focusing on getting through the season. Evans alleges that Wilhelm touched and groped her at times while treating her, took photos and videos of her while she was partially clothed at the Olympic training facility in Lake Placid and elsewhere from 2012 to 2022, Times Union reported. The repeated molestation and sexual assault I suffered at the hands of John Wilhelm left me physically and emotionally damaged to the point where I experienced chronic anxiety and fell out of love with the sport of bobsledding. Evans said in a statement per the paper, lawsuit claims that when she was hospitalized in December 2021 after a training accident in Germany, Evans awoke to Wilhelm touching her. Rather than being protected, believed and taken seriously, Ms. Evans was subjected to investigation and degradation by the USOPC and USA bobsled governing bodies. The lawsuit said, according to the Times Union. Evans' lawyer also represented more than two dozen women in civil cases filed against Larry Nasser, the former Olympic doctor for USA Gymnastics, who was sentenced to more than 100 years in prison after pleading guilty, sexually assaulting. Patience. NASA ruined a lot of lives. And what particularly galls me, Mayor, is the part where Asia Evans says time and again that this is happening to her. 
bad enough when women aren't believed. But they investigated her, she says, degraded her as if she's stupid, a liar. Well, you know how black women are. They're oversexual anyway. Oversex liars. That's how it feels. Mayor. Yeah, I mean, it's more than how it feels. It's a fact. This is what they do to black women. And I think the idea that one, I'm going back to this idea about patriotism. Every every patriot should be angry that an Olympic Olympic medalist for this country, serving this country as an ambassador, sports ambassador, is treated this way. And it wasn't just her. Her entire team felt the same thing. So much so that they pulled their money together. This is this this is the sexism that lies within sports as well. Consider this. Somebody do something wrong to LeBron James. That person not only is gone from the Lakers team, that person will never work in the NBA, maybe not even sports again, probably at Pop Warner in their local community. Wow. Right? This man who could protect himself the most need the least protecting, but get the most protection. Whereas these sisters and other women who go through this with these doctors, disgusting doctors who swore oath, Hippocratic oath. Set them and put them in ways where they give up on the sport, doing a service for our country. This is absolutely disgusting. This is, you should be tried for treason for causing America to lose medalists in this fashion. The crime should not just be the sexual assault, it should also be treason. Because you, because this these people were ambassadors for America. Ambassador. All they wanted to do was go for the gold, Mayor. That's all. What do you think? By the way, I don't know any bobsledders, but my hunch is that they're not getting rich off of this. If someone wants to pull their money, is desperate to pull their money to fly in a chiropractor, they don't have King James's money. That's how important it was. That's how important it was. Why would I side with a chiropractor who can be replaced? They're on every corner. You can go to any prestigious hospital group and they'd love to treat the American bobsled team. But you devalued and thought so little, so little. If she had just said, I don't like the way he looks at me. Why are you so committed to this man instead of the women he was brought in to help? It's that part for me. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm forced to go back to like I always do, the old man in me. I'm 44 going on 97. And the old man in me want to remind you that this country said a white man has no rights. Or I should say, I'm sorry, a black man, meaning black people, have no rights that a white man is obligated to respect. And in this case, that body does not belong to her. That's why he took pictures. That's why he was brave enough to take pictures on devices, which probably can be recorded and found, right? Showed them off to people. Look at this Negro woman. I get to do what I want to with her. I did this to her the last time I saw her. She's sleep, recovering from injury, and he's already groping her. What in the hell? 
And this again is an American ambassador. People are, we put too much, we put too much respect on the wrong things. This is an American ambassador. Had she went to another country and embarrassed this country, she could have got locked up and disgraced. Why is she not being protected in the same manner we protect people who, i.e. LeBron James or what's the what's the weed smoking swimmer name? Michael Phelps. Mm. Wow. And it's true. And it just hurts. Simone Biles. And why was Larry Nasser able to last all that time? Because you don't care about them. A vehicle, a vision for your own obsession. Flirty senator banned from domestic violence shelter. Another explosive, ridiculous headline. Let's talk about what's behind this one. Flirty GOP state senator banned from domestic violence shelter. Here's the reporting. GOP lawmaker Senator Tom A. Wright, no stranger to controversy, including being banned from a women's shelter. Beacon Center for allegedly flirting with domestic violence survivors. Because that's what we're into, Senator. What on earth is wrong with you? Former Beacon Center CEO Angie Pai alleged that she put a stop to Wright coming on the property because of his flirty or grooming type of behavior. I told the News Journal, he got really angry. Afternet with the details. Wright got into a videotape confrontation with the shelter's interim CEO and was given a trespass warning from Daytona Beach police barring him from the Beacon Center. Hi. Who resigned as CEO on August 31st. And others say Wright has made allegations about human trafficking, prostitution, and drug use going on at the center. Publication adds that during a Florida State Senate committee hearing, Wright accused Pi's husband of having a conflict of interest regarding the shelter. All of those claims were false, they said. Director of the Daytona Beach Domestic Violence Shelter said, State Senator Tom Wright confronted her with such force when she ordered him off a bus full of residents that she feared for her safety. But state officials nonetheless gave him a tour of the facility at his insistence. Orlando Sentinel, this is just more reporting folks. Physical contact with him was a warning shot, said Jessica Rivers, former CEO of the Beacon Center and a domestic violence survivor herself. Was enough force to make a sound, but not leave a mark. He came at me. It wasn't a friendly touch, but the touch of a parent or authority type striking me to get my attention. I want you to watch this. Let's watch this together. And there you see the confrontation. And the way it reads to me. Is one of dominance. Certain people prey on people because they can and they think they can get away with it because they usually do. They usually do. It's despicable conduct, Mayor. And the more people weigh in on the conduct by State Senator Wright, the more I do believe that he had special interests, not in a good way, of women. Who experience domestic violence because we know what comes with that. We know 
Some women are left a shell of themselves as they try to rebuild. They're not ready and they don't have the tools because they've been hurt so badly to fight back. They're vulnerable. I just don't understand this nastiest person's point of view. Like, what's your angle here? You on a bus filled with women who are at a women domestic violence shelter, and you are being violent towards a woman. You think anybody on that bus is comfortable with you after they see this and they had to see the interaction looking over through the windows? This is absolute disgusting behavior. Regardless, I, I allege he was being flirty and I don't care if he was or wasn't. If a woman asks you to leave a domestic violence shelter, why is this your reaction? How can this be your reaction? You absolutely should be banned from this place. You are a trigger for every woman in that space, most likely. Yeah. This is the this to me is the equivalent. This is the moral equivalent to price gouging. You are privilege gouging. You have the you have the title and the male chauvinist attitude to match it. And you're gonna say, I'm gonna impose my will. And matter of fact, just because you are the CEO, I'm gonna go over your head and still get a tour of this facility. <laughs> and I'm gonna malign your character too. I, and that of, of your spouse. Of course <laughs> I Because that's what I do. It's sick. And I'd like to know more about what he's gotten into because I don't know why you're fighting so hard. Maybe just the sight of a man after what people in that shelter have been through is just what they don't need. If they tell you that, you should say, "Oh, you know what, I understand, let's, let's, let's back off here. You didn't do that, so you really have me thinking about more. Mayor, I don't wanna get in your business, but if I were to go into your wardrobe closet in Enfield, North Carolina, I wonder if I dug through the pockets, would I find $500,000 in cash or gold bars. Would I find that, man? Your <laughs> business. <laughs> I keep my gold bars uh, in the refrigerator because they probably got chocolate inside that gold wrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll take some of those, okay? Because I, I believe you, okay? Man of the people. And I don't know where Senator Bob Menendez apparently got all that cash and gold bars, but DOJ is aiming to find out and prove a case against him. He's in trouble again. Senator Bob Menendez and his wife indicted on bribery charges. The DOJ seizes gold bars and $500,000. This is like something I saw off that HBO series that was so successful. Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez was charged on Friday with corruption related offenses for the second time in 10 years. Menendez and his wife. Nadine Arcelanian Menendez, accused of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes in exchange for the senator's influence. That's according to the newly unsealed federal indictment. CNN with the details on this one. This is the second set of corruption charges levied against Menendez by the Justice Department in a decade. He previously fought off conspiracy, bribery, and honest services fraud related to alleged personal favors. Prosecutors allege the bribes included gold, cash, home mortgage payments compensation for a low or no show job, luxury vehicle. Menendez is up for reelection next year. He has been in the Senate since 2006. Senate Democratic Caucus rules will force Menendez to step aside as the chairman of the powerful Foreign Relations Committee, but he can still serve on the panel. Does that make sense? Particularly when you look at this picture, folks. 
just take a look at it. Evidence, Menendez has vigorously denied any wrongdoing. Menendez also previously set up a legal defense fund beginning in April. His wife sold gold bars worth as much as $400,000. That according to the senator's most recent financial disclosure form. Now, this ain't his first rodeo, Mayor, and it feels like if these allegations are even partially true, he became emboldened when he beat the rap the first time. The charges were not as serious, but they, they were plentiful, hung jury, and then he went back to work and nothing to see here. This is more serious, and I'll let you explain how another country, Egypt, comes into play, he and his wife, because this is serious. Yeah, I, I and I think this is gonna be the this is gonna be the sticking stone. Uh, there may be ideas that you can walk away from, or you may have an explanation for this monies and these gold bars. I want to hear this creative uh, explanation, but how you were doing the bidding for Egypt, how that's gonna play out when you swore oath to the Constitution of the United States and have no loyalty to other countries, benefiting. Advocating, creating space, using your Senate space, Senate office to do so. Meeting with officials from Egypt, elected officials, government officials, with no staff members, only your girlfriend at the time and her friend. Yeah, we got some serious questions we need to ask Mendez. And I better not hear a Democrat trying to say this is equivalent to to Trump. Witch hunts. This is real. We need to investigate this, and every Democrat should be saying it that we need to investigate this because I'm telling you, the footing, the footing for holding Donald Trump accountable lies at this case right here. That and part. The Justice Department cannot be crooked when they're going after people that sit on our side of the aisle in this manner. We are obligated to say something is wrong with the Menendez situation. Two times back to back, the Justice Department are not trumping up charges for him or the other guy from Jersey who was a mobster who was on TV. Mm-hmm. But this seems like the same story. This mm-hmm. seems like the same story. You $500,000 in cash. Stuffed, stuffed inside of things, Mayor. I, I, first of all, I don't have enough things to stuff $500,000 in. Yeah. I'm not that comfortable. And if you got $500,000 stuffed in things around your house, what do you have? What is the amount of money you have stuffed everywhere else? Probably, unfortunately, illegal too. Offshore account stuffed, right? In the the Caribbean's offshore accounts stuffed in in Swiss. Where? Who who does this? This this story is not reality except for it is right now in 2023. And I think you're exactly right. As we went to press on the air today, the silence was deafening from fellow Democrats. Perhaps since we've been on, they've spoken up, but I would think something like what you, maybe you could script something for the mayor because it's not that hard, okay? We have a Justice Department and Merrick Garland here, right? And he said, you know what, I'm going for it, okay? You can't say that the other side is anti-justice and this and that unless you speak up here. Yeah, I think that's that's 100% right. And I mean, when you have other senators going to bat saying, "Oh, I don't believe this, this, and this," you're giving space for people, for Republicans to defend Donald Trump. We better have our time 
to sit back and say, we're gonna let justice have its way with Mendendez. And whatever happens, happens. But we need to let justice, we need to stand in the side of Justice Department. Because we know Mary Garland is a, is a stand up citizen and should be on the Supreme Court, but for the fraud that we call McConnell. I'm so tired of politics. And I mean, so is everyone, but like, I like a little debate, healthy debate and discourse, and I think it makes us better. But I want to revisit term limits in our final moments here. Because it's one thing to say and support, look, we should be able to elect whoever we want. But we're not able to elect whoever we want, not when lines are drawn in the kookiest way. And things are passed in the ways at the local level to prevent people. And oh, by the way, I live in Georgia and my friends are saying, you better check the voter rolls to make sure you're not kicked off. What do you mean kicked off? So it's it's a facade, it's a lie. I don't know when Bob Menendez perhaps decided that he was in the Senate for himself and not the people he's elected to serve innocent till proven guilty, but where there's smoke, there's fire. But at some point, he crossed over. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, I mean, he crossed over and then it also adds to people's feelings of being disassociated, tired of politics. And people believe what happens in, in, in DC happens all over this country and we all get a bad rap, right? The idea that all politicians show up like the 550 in DC, or the 551, how many ever are in DC is a misnomer. Most politicians in this country aren't rich. There's 55,000 elected people in this country and we are working people. It is these, it is, it is the dastard behavior that we're talking about right now that gives people a bad taste about politicians and it is a shame. GOP leaders, oh my goodness. They want Sage Steele to run for Congress. Are you sure I'm not being punked? Sage Steele to Congress? Several news outlets are reporting conversations have taken place. The former ESPN broadcaster and IU grad Sage Steele told Indy Star on Monday night she won't comment on reports that Republican leaders and donors in Washington and Connecticut are trying to persuade her to run for a seat in the US House of Representatives. Political news outlet Daily Ructions first reported the party leaders, which it did not name, want Steele to consider entering the 2024 race in Connecticut's fifth district. The New York Post reported Monday, it confirmed that exploratory conversations have occurred with Steele. Indianapolis Star with the details. When asked via direct message on X about the political rumblings, Steele told IndyStar, no comment on this, but I appreciate you asking. Previously, Steele announced last month she was leaving ESPN after settling a lawsuit over free speech. According to the Post, if Steele decides to run and wins the Republican Party's nomination, her opponent will be a Democrat, Johanna Hayes, who won her third term in Congress with an 1800 vote margin of victory over state senator. George Logan in 2022. Um, yeah, let's play it real quick. Stage, Sage Steele's comments on Obama and the COVID vaccine. Uh, when you fill out your census, I'm like, 
well, I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was, but yeah. if they make you choose a race, yeah. she's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. He goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating consider, considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, mm-hmm. you do you. I'm going to do me. I, I think to man, I respect everyone's decision. I really yeah. do. Yeah. But to mandate it is um, sick mm-hmm. and it's scary yeah. to me in many ways. Um, but I have a job, yeah. a job that I love and frankly, a job that I, that I need. But again, I love it. Yeah. I just um, I'm not surprised it got to this point, especially mm-hmm. with Disney. I mean, a, a global company. Like- yes. I am doing my breathing exercises, Mayor, so I'm going to. Let you take it from here. I am so tired of this this idea that hey, I'm a black woman, I married a white man, so I need to be against blackness. Be yourself and love who you love. Period. You don't need to sit up here and appease white men to make them like you. If they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. This idea that you can't choose biracial on a uh, immigration form is absolutely disgusting. You absolutely can choose as many races as you want to. First of all, second of all, Barack Obama did not choose to be black. America defines black. They say one drop makes you black, which means even you still are a black woman. Even if you don't want to, you don't get to choose black. It's not something we choose. It happens because of the social constructs of this country and how they try to isolate and break us. And lastly, calling a mandate from the federal government scary, you're mandated to pay taxes. You're mandated to have you're mandated to have a driver's license to drive a car. There are all types of mandates in our government. These people need to stop playing on people's fear racism and her dancing. Listen, we know why the Republican Party wants to recruit you. There's a black woman that won that seat three times in a row. So they're gonna try to use you to pick off black votes. But we don't work that way. Herschel Walker couldn't do it in the South. The werewolf. Right, she can't do it in the nutmeg state. Powerful. America's been indoctrinated, Mayor. The only way out is to deprogram 300 plus million people. And then the world, that's the only way. Appreciate you always. My breathing exercises work. I didn't insult anyone, did I? You can fact check that mayor. Tell me where folks can find you and more of your great commentary. And if they come to Enfield, you'll give them a tour, will you, Mayor? Everybody gets a free tour in Enfield. Come through, just make sure you bring some for the people of Enfield. Listen, I am at Mundell Robinson everywhere on social media. Well, we love you, and I still want you to run and be my president one day. And I'm not ashamed to say it. That's just what I want. That's what we need. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Thanks for joining us.